Hey guys, Dylan here. Before this podcast on Craig of the Creek, uh, wanted to express all of our support here at Overly Animated for Black Lives Matter and direct you all to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's um, for ways you can help. Uh, look in the podcast description for that and some other links uh, we think are relevant. Um, we're going to talk about related issues for a little bit of this Craig podcast, also just generally on Craig of the Creek. So uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ender. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. We are talking at Craig of the Creek uh, once again here at the end of season two. Um, we are recording this podcast where season two has ended, uh, at least as aired all as aired all of episodes, at least on t- the app. I don't know if it's on TV. And then the season three premiere is scheduled to be soon, but we haven't seen it yet as of this recording. Kind of was unsure when to do the podcast, but because uh, they went right into season three. But we're doing it now, so you might have seen the season three premiere already if you're listening, but we have not seen it yet as of recording. Um, and uh, we'll be discussing such topics as, is Craig of the Creek too weeb? Among is that really topics. your headline question? That's my, that's, it's my headline question. No. <laughs> that's, that's the, the answer th- is no, Dylan. Wow. Well, I guess we don't need to talk about it anymore then. Okay. Huzzah. Uh, <laughs> no, we need to talk about it. It's so good. Oh, we, okay. We do need to talk about it. Okay. Interesting. But we answered the question, but we'll get more into it. Yeah. And also, <laughs> obviously, just talking uh, about Je- Craig generally, uh, topics about the back half of season two. Um, there's been 15 episodes since our last podcast, 15 episodes. So we won't be getting into everything, but the ones we'll be vaguely referring to here are from H Ancients of the Creek until the Jinxening. Um, and this has been in two batches or three batches of episodes, I think. Um, but it's all been pretty recently. So excited to get back into Craig of the Creek, uh, everything at overlyanimated.com. Find all the links there to subscribe to us and our Craig feed. Um, okay. Let's jump into it. We got 15 episodes here. So kind of very, very vague thoughts on, uh, very general thoughts, I should say, on everything that's happened since we've last talked about Craig, and maybe uh, a highlight or two that jumps out, whether it be an episode, a scene, an aspect from all these episodes, Michelle. Well, I really enjoyed this giant chunk of episodes. I feel was like it a, was I, it a chunker I, of, of is episodes? A, is it chunker bad? Yeah, fifteen is a lot, and I mean we've had so much Craig the past month or so, but we hadn't had Craig for like a while before then. So it's just nice that we have all this hefty Craig going on right now. Um, I I really enjoyed the plot, honestly. For like, I, I was surprised how much we got. Like, cause we've, you know, we've been sedated with plot for like once every 10 episodes up till now. And now we have like this ongoing thread of not only like the other side of the creek with the creek king and that whole backstory situation, which is awesome, but also like the ancients of the creek period, like the kids from like the whole creek and like the capture the flag game 
and then the war question mark and like finding all the ruins. Like I love all that stuff. And I feel like it was really well done. Um, so I really enjoyed that, but I feel bad because my like number one takeaway is the anime shovel. It's so good. It's like the most nonsense thing in the world, but like it stuck with me probably because that one kid made out with it, and that was yeah, like the amazing. Saliva, the saliva, it was. I know it's so good. And his poor friends, like it's a shovel. Like he didn't understand. Like what was behind? Do you the understand, stuff. Michelle? I understand a little more than that one kid did, but not as okay. much as the kid who smooched it probably did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my one serious takeaway, and then my like crazy takeaway. I, I love the shovel, but the the plot stuff is really great too. Okay, yeah. So it sounds like that the shovel stuck more in your head though than the plot stuff. Oh that's my god, sounds like to me. It was just such a surprise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, I think, yeah, that's probably one of the more notable gags from, from the bunch when I've seen people talking about, I think it, I think it was in another episode somewhere. I don't know though. Um, I will, I will preface with this podcast with, uh, I've not rewatched these episodes and some of them I watched a few weeks ago, so I'm not going to remember stuff from some of them. I apologize. We'll see if, uh, if Michelle and Alex remember everything. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex, uh, your your highlights uh, from these 15 episodes and generally your thoughts. Well, um, it's not because of the kissing shovel thing, but Crisis at Elder Rock is probably my favorite of this bunch, just because like, I think the elders are, are the elders are used to perfection in that. And I think that my general takeaway is that this was a big uh, a big uh, group for. I mean, I feel like every batch we cover, there's always a big episode for side character, but like this. Uh, this group, especially like Crisis of Elder Rock, that has really good usage of the elders. Um, we have the the Ferret Quest, which uses Wilderness and stacks pretty well with 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 Kelsey, you know. And obviously, it's an overpass, which like gets into into the Green Poncho and Maya, and like it, it gives us some uh, some uh, extra um, emotion <laughs> to connect us to those characters. So I, I think that overall, it just continues that Craig of the Creek streak of um, of coming back to various kids around and giving us more slowly building our emotional connection to them so i uh i really appreciate that uh, i'll say that there are probably like a couple of episodes that i was uh, not that into but um so like it wasn't it does, but again like this is like a group of 15 episodes so it's a bigger match than we usually cover so like i think on the whole it still it still remained a a uh, pretty uh, consistent uh, watch, but th- there are several uh, standouts here in terms of like how how ridiculous <laughs> it gets sometimes, which I I, I like when that sh- when the show gets there. Okay, I'll be I'm preparing to be outraged by the ones you weren't into. Um, I'm, okay. I'm wondering if it's like the return of Dog Girl, Bridget, because yeah. like it yeah, always makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna say but if that's... it's if it's the dog one, I'm gonna be outraged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Well, because she has like tangential like Carter energy. That's why Dylan likes Bridget. Like that's oh, it right there. Energy. All the characters that I feel really uncomfortable about, Dylan's just on board with. See, I think Bridget's worse though. Bridget has furry energy. I don't know if that's Carter related. She really does. Uh, and serious cult energy. Okay, well, 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 
while we're here, dog propaganda <laughs> galore, man. Like, I know, right? I, I, I accept the dog people, but like as a cat person, I will not stand for you can only be happy if you get a dog. So this is just terrible, terrible was, messaging uh, to bring to the children. The, the show is Alex, ultimately saying. Thank you so much. I feel this way my entire life moving through this world that is so pro-dog. Okay, we, we, un- we understand this podcast is, is pro-cat. We understand. Yeah, this is okay. pro-cat <laughs> podcast, which is wonderful. We found each other. Look, JP has a cat. That happened in one of these episodes. JP. We've seen Goo yeah. maybe a couple of two times. We've in seen Goo before, show. but yeah, that's that's in one of these fifteen episodes. Right? Yeah, that that, that yeah. video where, where he's knocking off the the bottle of the bottle of milk at the beginning okay. of that it was really good. <laughs> okay, so there's right, a. Cat, like, so. I trained him to do this, and my mom hates it. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Um, we haven't mentioned the musical episode yet. That's definitely one of the highlights from this bunch. Yeah. Uh, it's extremely notable. Uh, I, I I like it. Um, I've been listening to the soundtrack. Glad they put that up. Um, and we'll talk about yeah. that. Jeff Jeff Rosenstock is definitely a, a, a name that like one of the few names in animation music that like I, I keep very well aware of just because like it's a it's a unique style that he brings to this show. Like also I'll, again like at the end of that Elders of the Creek episode, there's also a pretty decent song that with the that the kids hold up because of, like the the backing music that goes with it. So it's just it's a it's a very upbeat energy that very much fits fits this show. And so I, I love whenever we, we get to do music. And so we got a couple of that in this bunch, not just the musical episode. Yeah, uh, how dare you not mention Bridget's song? Oh, my gosh. I, mean, I forgot Bridget's song. She <laughs> sings really well, though. Yeah, I'll to be fair, that, 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 that was actually voice. a good song. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why song. that's a great episode. Okay. Oh. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm memeing <laughs> about that episode or not yet. I don't I know. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the music, yeah, the musical episode, I. Uh, the uh the, these are all i don't think there's any episodes i didn't like here um my biggest takeaway by the end once they just kept hammering home the anime was like oh my god what's happened to this show it's is this just it. an anime now it. is that what's happening i say this tongue in cheek but we'll talk about it uh, maybe was... you're just responding to the discomfort of feeling so like so targeted in this yeah. anime no i do feel targeted i it's yeah. true i'll admit it i'll admit it i'm being made fun of here okay it's fine <laughs> Uh, but I think the jinxing, which is like, we go from like anime references in an episode to the jinxing, it's just like an entire episode that's an anime, um, in a, in, in a way it's style styled that way. Um, and I, that, that's, um, I, I'm like, oh, the season finale, this show doesn't really do season finales up to this point. You could argue the backstory was kind of that, but the jinxing was, um, very, a very big episode for the show in terms of, uh, construction and, uh, I mean, like, it, it's kind of like what they were going for is there's just, like, a villain that they have to defeat and stuff. And it, so they're playing into that sort of thing. But, like, production values-wise, I feel like they went kind of all in on jinxing. And I do think that's one of the standout episodes of this bunch for me. I, I would say also, weirdly, it to me at least, it felt more like an, an early season one episode in that it's, like, focusing on this tradition that kids have. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like I know I know the Jinx game from, like, very they little. Had, they had so to like, do Jinx at some point. Right, and like that, that feels like something like that. Like in the early parts of the show, like they were like hitting those more frequently, and then as time goes on, we're kind of getting a bit more like far, uh, 
uh, far out with our episode premises. But this felt like a little, almost like more back to basics, even though like they still go all out in the animation of it. And like, you know, like the whole LARPing aspect of this is real to the kids, even though like it's actually just like a game going on. But like, uh, so I, I appreciated like, you know, going back to basics for the, for that kind of an episode again. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a basic Craig premise done in a very demonstrative way, which I think is a, yeah. good, a yes. good idea. And I guess where the show is now, which it's not um, heavily serialized in any way, or even serialized most of the time, although we got these plot threads that we'll be discussing. Um, I feel like the jinx inning is their way of going big at the end of a season, maybe. I, I, although I don't know what the intended order is, they could all be out of order for all I know. Jacksoning um, is, I, I believe, it the, is supposed to be the last I think episode. the music, the musical, I think, is technically the, it's borderline. I don't exactly know where season three starts, but like according to <laughs> the database I know, um, Jacksoning's <laughs> like episode eighty, and the musical's eighty one. So, okay. are you supposed yeah. to say that? Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the, the <laughs> I musical... don't think any, they're they're out in the world. It's fine. Yeah the the musical might be technically season three. It, it's complicated because there it's it's there's been eighty episodes of Craig now, but that's if you count the yeah. two parters as two episodes each. So I could see how the ordering might be confusing. Um, yeah, like they get forty eleven minute chunks in each season. So in season two, there's a few double ups. Um, I know just know this because looking at the Wikipedia. Uh, but no, Jinxoning. Uh, yeah, I have intensive knowledge uh, from looking at the Wikipedia. Um, the, uh, the obviously the highlight is uh, is Ferrequest uh, of this. Uh, okay, okay. Obviously, I mean, oh I don't mean I'm not. I'm not trying to claim it's the best episode. I don't know. About that. I honestly like so many Craig episodes are similar quality. It's very. It's like I will say I don't. We could, this is a talking point, but I think we've gone through see all of season two without having an episode I liked as much as the top two, which we always mention. Um, so I'm not. I'm not as concerned with what is like the best episode, but Fair Quest I think is great, and it's just the one that appeals to me the most, obviously, because we got a love triangle with uh, Kelsey Stacks and Wildernessa. And, uh, <laughs> You've been waiting for this. We've been waiting. <laughs> Uh, for for Fair Quest, I didn't know they'd go so so much so into so uh, in depth into it. So like dive in head first into what we're doing. That's kind of a maybe that should be in that line. That's kind of a theme of a lot. We go we we dive into uh, decide to do something. We'll go hard into it. I think uh, at the end of the show. Um, there's a lot of other good episodes. Uh, Secret in the Bottle, I think, is a very good episode. Um, there, I don't remember as much some of the earlier ones. Uh, I, I did like Crisis at Elder Rock Trading Day. Um, yeah, I mean the the backstory episode was was is of course very notable, but I, I feel like we're going to talk about whether you know what our thoughts end up being on the plot stuff as we've gone a little bit more frequent into it at the end of the season, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I did notice that too. That like. Uh, in, in previous podcasts, like you got, we've gone through this whole discussion. Like, are we gonna get into into plot more frequently at some point? And it's like the, this batch finally feels like okay, we're actually like following up on episodes pretty quickly after the yeah. uh, like Ancients of the Creek happened, and it felt like a couple episodes later it was already being referenced. So like, uh, so I I I appreciate that uh, that move uh, on top of uh, you know filling out the other sides. The, uh, with uh, with the overpass uh, episode as well, 
Um, uh, so I, I, I appreciate the the fact that we're we're do, we're finally like making plot a little bit more frequent in 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 the show. Yeah, and I should mention um, last in general thoughts of the episode, the Jessica Shorts episode. I think was really good. Oh really my god, it. I love the Jessica Shorts, and we got to see more Bernard in that episode, which was very nice. <laughs> also, Jessica's and- great. <laughs> Jessica's great, and also she smacked Craig's face like three times, and every time was like strangely very hilarious. Like I, I love Craig. Because I get to go in a promo all the t- different times Jessica smacks Craig. <laughs> if they would ever let me do something like that, I would absolutely go for it. it might be too violent for the kids. <laughs> na- na- National Punch Day? No, it didn't go. National go, Punch Day? Yeah, let's yeah. Let's so- that something like that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I like I like that they would ver- they varied the structure uh, for one episode. I think uh, I, I don't know. Adventure Time did short ass shorts episodes. Sometimes I think it's a good call. I think they should do a few more of those in season three. Um, of course, it's written already, so we'll see. Uh, but I assume <laughs> the uh, we could we could talk about the plot stuff um, uh, with because we, we've already mentioned. And I think we've we've been talking about like how do we like how they're handling this other side plot that's kind of been woven into the season. But at the end of this season, we kind of get a second serialization, maybe at least two episodes follow up on each other, which is atypical for the show with this ancients plot. And I kind of assume that this will be a recurring thing. Um, it has, it's only came up again once this season, but um, I think it's notable that we did something that serialized other than the other side, although this obviously could, like, could connect to that plot in some way. Um, oh, maybe it does, actually, because, like, we still don't have a good reason for why there are two sides of the creek, but maybe it was all one creek, and then it, it split in half war, over the yeah. flag game, and we know? and And we learn in the backstory with... Uh, the other side that this monarchy is kind of recurring so maybe it went back yes. as far as the ancients you know maybe that's how as it the connects. 70s yeah. yeah it's a long line of of kids i don't know not all siblings for that line i don't know how that would work but do you pass it on to your kid uh but it, it's it's uh i i thought that this showed a doubling down maybe on this it felt tentative i guess what the show was doing with the other side it felt like we weren't committing to it fully but i feel like with this batch it's like okay we're doing this like i, f- I feel more assured that the show is going to continue to follow up on this plot line and potentially have other kind of serialized plot lines and like especially to me at the end of the overpass where we like introduced that there was even an old green poncho and we get a quick look at, at her character design like that felt like the most like look you're gonna get this next time kind of thing like in previous other side episodes for whatever reason, like I never got the sense, like oh, like here's something to hook you for the next next time around. But like that 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 felt like a like a real like like you know we're we're gonna touch on this again. Yeah, I agree. And that was, Craig even a... like brings up he like wants to know who she is yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that's like a straight up cliffhanger type of, not like a, a, a literal cliffhanger, but like introducing something that's not followed up on for a show that's pretty contained usually within its its episodes. Um, yeah, what, what do we think of the Ancients plot? Um, I was intrigued. Um, I don't think we did anything groundbreaking thus far with it. 
Yeah, I mean, for for now, like, if you, uh, I think that they're doing the first step of like, it, this is just uh, a way for them to get a new map, and Craig, being obsessed with maps, is gonna want to track down all the old landmarks, and they'll discover new things that way. So, like, that feels like a good, a good starting point. But yeah, like, I, I don't know what's um, unless, as Michelle points out, like, it converges with the other plot that Fred we have. But like, uh, other than that, like, I don't know um, what's like the the end game with there uh, with that. Aside from just like giving a giving Craig uh, and his gang new impetus to keep discovering new places in season three. Yeah, I uh, liked it. Yeah, I liked it okay. a lot. Okay, that's good. because uh, it like it like the reason I liked it is because it's like I don't know. I feel like. There, there are a few shows out there that like to delve into like this is like the kid world and this is how kids like make their own society but the really nice thing about the ancient is it's like it acknowledges that older like societies of kids also existed and they had different toys and their world was slightly different and so it's like a kid kind of history and mythology all of its own so I love the fact that they go to all these locations that have since been reclaimed with modern day things for modern day kids. Um, and they have to go like uncover them and like realize that like their whole creek was used differently. Like I love the sundial thing with the tree and like the creepy like puppet stadium under the skating area. <laughs> And the precarious treetop, like, like all these locations that made sense to the kids that were using them, like, 50 years ago that don't really make sense to the Craig kids now. And even just, like, the the hideout when they're like, wow, like, this, this soda bottle's so old and, like, all these old comics and stuff. Like, they don't know what half those things are, but they're very intrigued by them because it feels like kid history. So I think, like, in terms of world blah, 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 world building, again, like, that's very, um, that's a really cool way to cement just, like, the legitimacy of, like, all the things we see the kids do. Like, they, they have their own history just like adults have history. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I think it's cool, too. And I think it's, it's it's it was pretty shocking at first when it's like, oh, the 70s. Wow, we're so far back. I know. I, I mean, that feels old to us, even. That's saying oh, yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> old to us, too. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, I want to highlight uh, the the second um, uh, Ancients episode, The End Was Here, as also one of my favorites of the batch. because this Is it because Jason, Jason is good? This features <laughs> yeah. Jason. And it features Craig and Jason, mm-hmm. uh, which is truly uh, the catchador of my heart, is Craig and Jason. <laughs> Honestly, I feel it because Jason was so pitiful in that episode. All he wanted was someone to play with. I was like, dang, like, that's pretty sad. Like, maybe Craig should play with you. <laughs> There was there's just like a random like really good action scene in this episode I'm remembering now I haven't seen this in a few weeks but um I have that written down yet there's just like this this is one of the episodes they went hard into which is like most of these honestly um, yeah but I don't know Jason's a character who at one point it felt like the show was was had grand plans for and has been sidelined to more of an extent recently so I was happy to see this and his dynamic with Greg um like it felt like. Jason was a Jamak type character from Kiko oh, at first, totally. like, right? And, and but that they've kind of firmly kept him on uh, uh, in more of an antagonist type role. But uh, this was the first I feel like humanizing episode for Jason in a while, and um, 
Yeah, the the we're, we're shipping. Just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm starting to come around. Honestly, okay. I, don't, I don't. I think it is entirely one sided so far, but I see the potential for more. I'm just hoping Michelle's already been convinced by a future season three episode. That's that's what yeah. my heart I is actually have for right now. Any of season three yet? So oh, you I haven't seen anything know. beyond this? Mm-mm. Oh, I'm okay. Busy, but I that's will eventually. Okay. Okay, so no, no trying to read into to what Michelle said. Yeah. I was trying. I was I, trying I, to I, before. Me no. to read anything you want. I do. I do <laughs> love seeing Jason. This just kind of beat down and just like you. You didn't come to play with me. You came to dig up my backyard and ruin all my flowers <laughs> for the secret ancient kid knowledge. It's just so. Yeah. Like you can't not feel bad for Jason at this point. He you, he initially came off as very annoying back in season one, but at this point he just like wants to know how to have friends and he's really bad at figuring that out and that's his whole problem and it's kind of sad it is yeah it is kind of sad uh don't go to someone else's island and dig up all their flowers yeah we know yeah, that's sad. um okay i guess uh, like a, a not really a common theme but like sort of a common theme of these episodes is like the the main trio needing to expand when they're uh, a uh, friend group when it comes to doing these kind of journeys. Because, like, it's kind of a similar thing with Quest, right? Like, Kelsey has Stax as a friend, but apparently never invites her to, like, do actual quests sort of thing. And same thing with Jason, where they kind of just, like, want to push him aside to do their mission. So, like, you know, in- include people more. It's, it's, I think that's that's a message. <laughs> Include people more. I think that's a message. Even if they're not your friends. I think that was the thing. Jason just wasn't their friend. That's why they didn't (laughs) include him. He should be their friend. He wants to be their friend. I just don't know if they're ready for that. He's too soon to Ray, but he wants the, the, sh- the show. I can't. I mean, we've said all these other weep terms. We could say soon to Ray too. About that. <laughs> oh that's, my gosh. That's, that's not. It's, abso- it's absolutely in play. So well, we're, we're, ten ep- <laughs> we're 10 episodes away from JP using that term. Yeah, JP's like, I've been hanging out with the ninja kids. Now I know all these anime terms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, right? Like, like Kelsey, literally anything. The possible. one who says Nani. Yes, Kelsey yeah, says not. Yeah. Ta- okay. Are you guys dying to get into our next topic? No, well, but, let's, but let's first, first about the, the no, first about, <laughs> to wrap up the plot. Uh, the one more thing. So we talked last time about how the plot episodes kind of a different tone to them. And maybe, uh, to some people that might not be as appealing, which I think is probably true of the backstory episode as well. That was very intrigued with everything we learned about the king who was the prince and the king's sister. And then Green Poncho was their friend. Um, and Maya's friend too. Green Poncho is Omar. Um, and, uh, we learn all these other names, King Xavier. Um, so, uh, but it, it definitely has that tone. Like I like doing the plot stuff. I think my take is that I still prefer the other stuff in the show. Um, so I, I'm kind of like glad it's there, but I feel like it hasn't gotten to a point where I'm like hype, super hype about plot episodes when we get to them. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. Um, well, I don't know if this is related, but like one thing I did notice with uh, with Overpass is that uh, like most of these episodes are anchored to the perspective of one of the three main characters, Craig, JP, or Kelsey. Like Into the Overpass, for the most part, is is to- is told by Green Poncho. So like Craig, none of our main characters actually have an active role in that in that episode for most of it. So like 
I, I, I just find it interesting that we're going for a different uh, a different way of doing the plot episodes as opposed to like needing them to go to the other side for us to get this information or like someone can just like tell us it and show us other characters through through flashbacks so that that works too and to me honestly like I uh, I I appreciate that a little bit a little bit more than like needing to to squeeze uh, Craig into a story that like at the moment he's not involved in as much. So uh, I I I think that it's worth it to like try different ways of doing this. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and uh, I th- I think what we've gotten is pretty uh, interesting. So from the plot stuff, I have other ideas on like different types of serialization I might like to see, but I, we can talk, I could talk about that along with like uh, what might we want Craig to do in the future. Um, so the, the deba- debating serious topic or weeb <laughs> stuff. No, but if, I think before we talk about, we'll talk about weeb stuff. We can uh, acknowledge the context of Craig airing uh, right now, because I, the reason I thought of that was because it's like, Oh, silly, silly weeb stuff. You know, it feels it, it, it's part of like the weird feeling, I guess, when you're, uh, when when you're watching Craig and other shows uh, at the moment in the current uh, state of the world, I would say. Um, I don't know if that will affect people's uh, reading of any sort of silliness in the show. Um, but, you know, kind of talking about Craig uh, in light of um, current uh, current uh, un- uh, societal unrest, current uh, protests for Black Lives Matter and um, everything happening there, you know, even in the pandemic too but um we talked about this on the keepo podcast recently kind of just like how the show feels in the context of what's airing and this is something that's been acknowledged by the craig crew um yeah. so i think it was it was nice to see that um and uh i think cartoon network even retweeted the tweet i'm gonna read here which i think was was nice too um so i uh rather than us commenting too much on it although we could comment a little bit after i think it a lot of great things were said by designer Nick Nick Wynn on the show um so I, I want to read his post uh this from from a few weeks ago though so uh that context in mind um he says hi everyone this past week's been scary very scary and confusing especially black people around the world seeing both a flood of hate and support has mentally exhausted us to the point where most of us wake up the next day with sadness and anger on the forefront what we've also seen is a wonderful support of black artists black businesses and black creatives as a whole that being said there are new episodes of craig the creek on the cartoon network app seeing the sudden post has made me feel a bit uneasy it's a very sensitive time to be posting stuff like this but i do want the show to be celebrated this post is not in any way trying to distract from what is going on in the world today this is simply another post to bring joy to anyone who needs it the show has put um black voices on the uh on the forefront and continues to do so the time and care this the the crew puts in to make sure it puts in to make sure the show is authentic as they can makes me proud to work on craig uh people like i apologize if i get any names wrong uh tiffany ford jeff uh, tramell uh ashley hairston Naja Porter, Deshaun Mahone, Mark Collins, and Richie, Richie Pope, Pearl Law, and Lamar Abrams uh, are only a few of the black creatives that have made the show what it is today. Um, and I'm in awe and so grateful to watch them work. Although this release of episodes came in what I think was the wrong time, I don't think uh, uh, these. I don't think I want these episodes to go unrecognized. This specific batch of episodes shows the perfect example of what black creatives can do in the industry given the chance. Also, I'm proud of how diverse our crew is, and I want them all to be celebrated for their efforts as well. We all work our uh, butt off to do give children the shows and characters they want to see as kids. Uh, 
We are continuing to create more episodes and characters that reflect our childhood experience and constantly have meetings on how we can improve every aspect of the show. If you decide you're not going to watch the show and engage at this time, I understand. Again, this post is not meant to distract people from the news and what needs to be done in our industry and country. This post is meant to bring joy to any family, individual, and child that wants to brighten up their day uh, and see black people shown in a wonderfully positive light. Thank you taking the time to read this, and God bless. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, so... I think that is uh, really well put, all of that. Um, but uh, we, we, I think in Kipo, we're talking about kind of the, the, the show in terms of like the care, what the characters are, uh, how diverse the characters are in the show and the, the relationship between Kiko and, Kipo and Craig is they both feature uh, like multiple black main characters, which is like pretty, unfortunately, mm-hmm. pretty atypical of um, modern uh, animated shows and TV in general. Um, you know, I think probably the two blackest shows on, uh, two blackest cartoons on TV. Um, but, um, we were like, I think I, I had a few criticisms kind of of like, uh, there not being more black creatives in the Kipo crew. And I think fortunately there, as, as highlighted by Nick Wynn, there are a lot of, of black creatives and artists working on Craig. Um, so I think that that's great. I think of course there could always be more and especially on, um, other shows. Um, and, uh, I think the, the industry is confronting this in terms of there not being enough black people hired in all aspects of, of animation. Um, but you know, the, the commonality between, uh, so the, the one thing to highlight, probably the commonality between Kipo and Craig would be the white creators of the shows. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, the the Craig creators have probably handled pretty well uh, in terms of hiring a lot of black people to be on the show and in general a very diverse crew, um, but uh, striking there not being really many if any animated shows to reference that are currently airing with black creators. Um, yeah, which I think is is pretty sad. I don't think Cartoon Network has a great history with. Uh, having <laughs> shows with black creators, I think OKKO okay, is that it. Uh, I, I think I think that might be it. Yeah, might be more in the d- distant past. I'm not sure. Um, so I think that's something to uh, to imp- for sure improve. And the industry, the industry needs to confront its its racism. And even though Craig's wonderful, and um, you know, I think uh, the surrounding context of Cartoon Network, the industry. Uh, you know, even the fact that there's not uh, this show doesn't have a black creator itself. I think um, all of these things, I think, are things that need to be reconciled by the industry. Um, I don't know. My one thought on the creators thing, I feel like um, executives and uh, and just generally the the production companies or the channels um, companies, yeah, they're 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 very quick these days to want to hire to hire young talent i think to create shows i think that's like a lot of like people in their 20s or 30s are creating these shows um and inc- and recently increasingly a lot of women too i think are are creating mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh kids animated shows um and i think this would apply to adult animated shows too um so i think that that uh executives are kind of like want these fresh perspectives and diversity and they i think in their minds they satisfy that with like oh, here's a, a young white woman, you know? And I think that that prevents them from hiring black people to create shows. Uh, just this this sense that they're fulfilling the this notion of wanting different perspectives on things. And I think that hopefully they're seeing that that's kind of wrong now. Um, you know, honestly, even there's 
queer people being hired to make shows too now. And it's just not translating into black people making shows. And um, I, I am hoping that these current discussions surrounding it will, uh, will help to fix that for the future. Yeah. Very okay. well said. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Any Strong other agree. thoughts? Uh, I'll just, uh, I think you covered all the industry stuff, stuff pretty well. I'm um, just with regards to this show specifically. Um, I, I do want to point out like this, uh, this show is in a unique position where like, as opposed to Keepa, which take, takes place in a fantasy setting, a bit of a, po- a post-racial society, uh, Craig of the Creek is, you know, depicting a, a realistic black family. And like that in itself is meaningful in a, in the sea of cartoons, like deal with like fantasy settings where like it, not, uh, everything about our world like doesn't apply where Craig of the Creek like aims to aims a bit more grounded than that and that that in itself is important in the world of representation uh, there was that clip on, on Twitter going around of uh, Craig's grandma pointing out about like how she was protesting in the 60s and like how stuff is still uh, still needs work today so like the, because the show is taking place relatively in our in our world it's able to, to reference things like that um, this batch doesn't have too much going on, although it is notable that they like show uh, Craig's dad being a programmer, uh, which like it's important to also show that like black people should have more opportunities in the, in those technical occupations as well. So it's just uh, in general, Craig of the Creek is uh, is important in 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 the fact that it's uh, it, it's doing this representation in a more realistic context than perhaps uh, other uh, other animated shows, just based on on the premise going on. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, um, you know, we get to, but the most important, I think, representation Craig gets into by being like a modern, uh, current, like grounded show is, is just seeing this black family, uh, surrounding Craig and all yeah. their interactions. Um, like and, all know, their normal family interactions are so, so good. And I feel like those are just as important as all the fantastical stuff that they, that like Craig deals with, like as a kid, like he is a kid doing fantastical things, but also he has like a normal family that is also black and they, they have a relationship to each other that is important. Like their blackness is important to that relationship, which is why it's always nice whenever you see like the family moments, especially with like the uncle and the aunt and stuff like the way they like talk and like have a vibe with each other is just so specific to that in a way that like, I don't think white people could ever write or (laughs) fully understand, but it's so important and it comes off so genuine. And that's like the kind of differences that I feel like, black creatives can make you know i i also don't think black creatives should be like specific like they they should be writing you know for for black characters but also they should be able to write on anything you know the way right white creatives are so yeah i mean absolutely <laughs> and, and i think and i think that's honestly the big difference in my mind looking on that craig and keepa right now is i know that there's uh black people writing craig um yeah yeah i think that's uh that's uh been pretty it's very important and has has been reflected in how great craig has been um and uh yeah and, and cartoon eric did treat tw- tweet that clip of the from a, like many episodes ago of grandma talking about protesting back then and things being relevant now and it's like i, and I appreciate cartoon eric highlighting things the show's done i'd also it's like feels good also feels a little bad because it's like cartoon eric needs to do better and it's kind of like highlighting the the 
the the things it's done versus improving. I don't know. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's a little complicated. <laughs> um, and yeah, I should say, uh, obviously, we're not the uh, best people or particularly qualified to talk about these issues. And I think for uh would recommend following all these people we're mentioning um from the craig crew on on twitter elsewhere to hear what they have to say about anything involving this um nick win who i read from is w-i-n-n-s-t-i-n-n on twitter um follow jeff Tramel, other people from the crew so that's what i'd say about that um okay so do I have a transition? Let's see. To weep I mean, stuff? I don't know. No, I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well, it's, it's, it's how I led into that is like, I don't know. Did that, does that affect, I think for Keepa, it's a little more muted, you know, even though I loved uh, the Keepa season, I think it's, it's um, the enthusiasm. It's it just the feeling surrounding it is different. Um, do we, do we have that with Craig? I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just such a joyful show. Maybe it's, uh, it, it shines through. Um, when you're watching it, uh, I'm a little confused what you're asking. Is 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 Craig as if there's troubling times? Is Craig uh-huh. as effective in uh, you know in in what it's uh, conveying? I think um, per, uh, well, it it depends on if you're looking yes. for escapism or not. If you yeah. if you'd, if you I mean, obviously, there, there's a place for being in the moment and like you know focusing on the atrocities that are happening right now but uh, like as as uh, as the tweet you said you posted it's like well like it, it might not be the the perfect time to put out these episodes but like if you're in a particular mood and like if you want to see like po- positive representation going on like regular creek is the right is the right place to go and you you are boosting black creatives in a time when like you know they uh they need the support so yeah like uh, i mean i it, it just it depends on on what what exactly you're looking for but i i i think that it this is one of the better shows to be looking for in these particular moments and specifically just like the normalizing of like black experience in any way shape or form is always going to be important so to have a show that just like highlights like the validatingness of like the normalness of Craig, you know, at the end of the day and like just his family and his community. Like, I feel like that's important too, just for other kids to feel normal watching it and to want to have normal lives. Like, even if the world is crazy, like, I think that's still something worth striving for, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think uh, getting back a little bit into the previous discussion. So I think, uh, but uh yeah it, it's well mileage may vary and i think uh um you know people are take what they lay lay you know like like tweet says if people may be revisiting this in the future then sing in the future and i think that's good, uh, very much okay too um diving into other uh things from these episodes um let's uh just how about how about checking in on on the state of craig at the end of season two um because we're it's kind of an arbitrary point like we talked about not like necessarily a big season distinction but um here we are at the end of season two we know full season three is coming or no we haven't heard beyond that although i do believe they're still making the show so that would hopefully tell me that there is season four is being made um but uh you know 40 40 episodes into craig um 
from uh, the season, um, you know, the 80 episodes total. Like, where where's the show relative to where we met? You know, we've been talking about it from the beginning. Where is it relative to what we might have expected? I think we're all happy with Craig. I don't know if, like, Craig has particularly changed a ton since maybe as much as we might have expected. I'm not sure. Maybe this is what we expected. Um, but I think it's fundamentally still the same show it kind of was early on in season one. Yeah, I feel like they've just fine-tuned all the things that were already working for it. Like, I feel like the jokes might be, like, a little more snappy, and they go harder on some of the animation sequences. But, like, I still love all the characters as much as I did before. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a stronger structure to what they already had going on, more or less. Yeah. Alex, are you, are you like, do you feel happy with where Craig is now? Do you want it to, to change significantly? Do you want it to, to tighten things up more? I don't really feel like I, I need Craig to, to change from, from where, like, it's been about the same since, since the first season. Um, but what I would say is it, if season three were the last season, which like I, I could, I could see as a possibility. Uh, I think that the end of season two, where we're like, we're touching on plot a little bit more frequently than usual. Like, even though we still got, we still had the space for all like, you know, the usual fun episodic stuff, but we, we touch upon a little bit more often than we did earlier in the season. Uh, I would, if next season is final, then like, I would expect that, that pattern to maybe continue a little bit more. We're like, we're, we're like we're using the ancients and the other side as like our through line for for the last season, and we touch on them a little bit more more often than we might expect. So like I could see that happening, but at the same time, like I I enjoy you know just like ev- all the all the one offs since they give us chances to like catch up with all the characters we've met already, um, and, and and even still like introducing some new ones like like uh, message in a bottle kid so. <laughs> Uh, so like yeah, I, I I don't I don't need Craig to change that much. If it stays on the path that is end of season two is doing, that's good. If it goes back to full episodic, that's fine too because they've already proven that they're they they're they're still consistent at that. Okay, I was wondering whether the season three premiere is like a big other side episode. It seems like I was wondering right. if, the sh- if the show is going to continue. Now I'm looking at the. I think it just updated with listings that there will be more episodes of season three at the end of June into July. So oh. um, I was I was worried we'd like be talking before one episode, um, but uh, it looks like we're going to continue hard into season three of Craig. And um, I'm just looking at this now, and also I see a beach episode, so even more. Well, anime. Dude, uh, there you go. Anime is so. strong. Let's see if that's another anime episode. Got the ground is lava. Um, that checks out. Okay, so we'll we'll see more of uh, <laughs> that. Checks out. That checks out. Yeah, I, I I mean I like where Craig is. Craig's always been itself. Um, the 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 recent the attempt at plots I think have been successful. I don't think it's been overwhelmingly successful. I was thinking about this. I'm like, because I'm always the I want more serialization guy. So I'm like, okay, we got more serialization. Not a hundred percent um what exactly what i was looking for so what am i looking for maybe i i think maybe character serialization what if craig had overarching character arcs you know because i feel like that's maybe something missing from the show there's maybe vague themes but i do think you can have character arcs that continue throughout the season even if the episodes themselves aren't serialized honestly i think miraculous ladybug does a great job with this um its episodes air out of order and yet it like is able to have kind of consistent character arcs from the first episode of the season the last episode um you know i i think that might bring some more depth to to what we're doing with the with each of the the three mains 
Well, yes, actually, now that you bring that up, I guess a question is like, do you guys think that Craig, Kelsey, or JP have changed that much since season one, episode one? Like, I, I, I personally don't get that, and I'm kind of fine with it. The like, uh, if if that's what you're looking for, I'm I'm not sure that the show has succeeded in that. Like, it feels like they're very. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying it hasn't really done it thus far, right? So I think that maybe could add a. Like, oh, that, that means that's what you're looking. For, that, that's what that's what I'm wanted. looking for. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think there's been there's been much there. I mean, I think we've confronted a lot of issues kids typically face um, their age. You know, I mean, the the, the dog episode is like uh, <laughs> I don't have a pet and everyone has a pet, right? Like, you do a lot of stuff like that. But it's not. You know, you can do that and have there be and takeaway thing that kind of like plays into Craig's overall arc. And um, it's not super visible if we are doing something like that. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of, that was kind of a thought I had in terms of what I might be hoping for from the show. Maybe we do Kelsey Wildernessa arc. Something like that, you know? I mean, I will, well, say, one, one can dream. I will say, I will say one thing about that. So I happen to love the Mortimer to the Rescue episode just because so much of it is Mortimer making cute cheeping sounds. And I like live for that. And also when he was puffing himself out to pretend to be a falcon, that was like so cute and amazing. But there's a moment Wildernessa appears when they're in the raft in the algae. And like Craig and JP look like surprised. And Kelsey like visibly blushes again and just... I know she's blushed before, but, like, in that moment, it just felt so, like, purposeful that she was blushing. I really wonder if maybe one day it will be a thing for real. Like, I could actually see it at this point. Yeah, it's definitely a purposeful, legit thing that the show is doing. It's just yeah. a small mo- it's a small moments type thing. Yeah, it's like will will they be will they actually like pay it off with like kids, you know? Like that that's like a different It a would different be it would thing. probably be the most shocking like queer rep if they do if it ha- if there's an approached at all in any sort of bigger way with with like younger children. Um like I think it would be amazing. Um I mean, JP's sister already has a girlfriend, and also Craig's cousin has oh, a girlfriend. And yeah, also, they, they, they've done okay. it. Also they've the done witches, it with adults. Yeah. That 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 that's yeah, established. Adults yeah. in quotes, yeah. Um, and, and but I think the, the JP and Mania are thing. Like why, why not? Why yeah. not? Uh, and uh, Raj, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Raj is yeah. Like they're a, kids. They're kids, and they are so in love. That, right, and so I, that, that's the other thing. I'm hoping we continue Sean and Raj's epic romance into season one. Number one priority. Oh my god! If you get that and. Craig and Jason, will you be a happy camper? Oh, or del- oh God. I'll, if I get <laughs> any of the three, I mean, happy the, camper. The, is the, are we at camp in Craig? I mean, it's the summer. Um, there's that one camp episode with that camper. That, yeah. She's coming back, right? That one uh, trouble camper. Um, I mean, uh, she, she and Paloma would have a fun time. We'll talk, okay, we'll, leave it we'll keep putting off the weave discussion then if we're going to talk about that next. No. Um, the. the <laughs> Look, if Jason Craig or uh, even more of Honeysuckle Rangers or uh, Kelsey Wild any Kelsey Wildernessa uh, would be very happy. Okay. Or Kelsey Stacks. So Stacks Kelsey blushed Stacks. at Kelsey, you know. Or, so like, but yeah, but what if we go full uh, Stacks Wildernessa, Kelsey left out? Uh, oh, that would plot. be so sad. I don't even. That's what that episode <laughs> so was about. Yeah, <laughs> Kelsey coming to terms with her two best friends becoming one of the friends. <laughs> Not as specifically, but yeah, kind of. Uh, the, the friends, your friends being friends. I think it was like hitting on a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a general thing while also specifically uh, getting into some things with, with Kelsey and them. Um, 
Yeah, the, so that would be good. No, honestly, though, we these, I don't think the uh, Sean and Raj are in these 15 episodes, so I am deprived. So bring them back, please. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wanted to quickly follow up on our discussion last podcast on, like, Craig's going harder into sequels. Um, the episode I have in mind to talk about this is The Children of the Dog, because you guys, last last uh, last podcast, you guys were like, I didn't think there'd be a cardboard sequel. But hey, guess what the number one episode I wouldn't have thought there'd be a sequel to is Dog Decider. And we did a Dog Decider sequel. I would say if you had a, not, there's no bad episodes of Craig, but if you just asked me what, off the top of my head, what's the worst episode of Craig? I'd probably say Dog Decider. So I think it's a weird one to follow up on. Dog Desire is one of the weirder ones. I wouldn't necessarily call it bad, but it's just one of the ones that makes me like kind of cringe with discomfort the way Carter does. I just don't like thinking about colts and dogs together. What if it was a cat cult? You'd be into it. I would feel bad because I'd be like, oh, man, I probably the cult probably would get me, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'd be ashamed of the cat cult. They would probably get you. That's guaranteed. Uh, um so i just the willingness to follow up on um even bridget but I th- that being said i do think children of dog was a successful episode in certain ways at least it was like interesting you know um so uh, i i think i do think i'm kind of now after we followed up on dog desire i think i'm a little bit into the too many sequel episodes uh territory um not a ton of like pure originals i would say um I mean, like, I was struck by the introduction of the Merkid at the end of Beyond the Rapids, because, you know, I think yes! it's a little rare when we see a full or a full new character at this point. Plus, like, they seem very non-binary, which is exciting. Mm. They're just being a Merkid in the water, and they're putting too much salt in it for authenticity, <laughs> which is great. I was, I was like, oh, we're so just... Bad at them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- that, I think Beyond the Rapids is a good episode. Um you got your JP and Manny in there, and then you get yeah. the Merkit at the end. And use uh, oh another trend. I think Ren is being used a lot more, and the Science Kids um, after a big gap. So I think that they're part of the regular well, rotation well, now. Which Re- is Ren is getting used a lot more. The other two the Science other ones, Kids are yeah. getting like used as poop party poopers, which I'm not that appreciative of. I feel Ren like is the important been one. Been for a while though, it's not new. To I know, people. I know, but we could do more with them. Like I, I, Ren, Ren is nice and all, but like, does she have to be the only one who gets episode attention? I think, I think here's the thing. We're fully into, um, going back to what I was saying before, we're fully into the, uh, like they, they took a while to introduce all the regulars they maybe had in mind. And now we're just rotating through, kind of. Like, that's how it kind yeah. of feels like. Like, uh, we've gone back to Toman a few times in this batch. Oh, my God, so much. Yeah, that, that was actually appreciated. Um, <laughs> oh, like we're Toman fans. I'm also He's so extra. Fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy him. What are we I need to see and, Handlebar because she's, she's, she's the there. She, she was there in the the secrets. I was rewatching part of that. She's in the secrets she, one. She needs her own episode where she yeah, goes she off does, like the yeah. biggest jump or something. <laughs> Uh, need need more Toman and uh, Liza, right? That's what our all of oh, our favorite ship. Um, but there's a lot of ships in the show. Him. Honestly, it's so good. Honestly, a lot of ships in this children <laughs> show about like ten year olds. But uh, yeah, I, I it, so I think maybe va- I mean Craig's incredibly successful show, but I think um, does a little bit feel like we're rotating through people, and um, does a little bit feel like we're following up a lot on people. In my opinion, I like what um, what's following. Oh, I, I, I like follow. Yeah, I, I like the following up on people. I would sort of agree with you that like it's, uh, 
doing sequels on episode premises that have already been done have been on or off, on or off. But I do like us going back the characters because for the I, I think that for the most part that that works. Like adding on to characters we already know, like giving them more, more stuff to do. Like I, I I enjoy that that part of it. Yeah, I think it's valid. It's like uh, t- characters that you introduce, good characters you introduce, put them in a new situation, new premise. Yeah, I think the show does a lot of that. Um, yeah, that's what one, a lot of life is, you know, revisiting characters until they <laughs> die. That's just like how it goes. And it's not like that's all so that deep. this season is because it's been interspersed with this growing plot gradually, too. So I feel like it's been a good mix. And that makes me feel like, you know, what it's missing is more like, uh, the, you know, the, the through line of the character arcs of the main people. I feel like that might tie it together. Dylan... Know. Dylan, I don't think we need character arcs. I think Craig can just Don't not you want to see JP people. go on some epic emotional transformation? I mean, um, I do, but I don't think it needs to be permanent out JP of that is, episode. JP would not be your first pick. That could be a arc, one right? one episode thing and then he goes back to normal. Is JP too no. too JPized? Too, no, uh, he's perfect. If I love when he realizes like shirt is his like standout like the th- like how Kelsey has a sword and Craig has like a staff like his shirt is yeah, his, his uh, yeah which episode is that his sleeves right his that oversized was, um, sleeves or his icon his iconic yeah. accessory that was the highlight of that it's episode yeah so good I love JP but I feel like we because it's been such a trend for shows to have more plot and to have all these like big character arcs throughout their seasons I feel like it's kind of an unrealistic expectation that every show now have that but like craig's not that necessarily that kind of show but that's like fine i i like it's, that it's definitely do. fine it's just like a suggestion you know like <laughs> it's, I, and i don't think i'm looking for like an epic she-ra style character like i'm looking for more of a vague ladybug style uh hit on a few times kind of like overall i don't know thing. what that means yeah so, so you don't understand but i yeah, don't so. understand but i also don't you're, feel you're like lost we... that's what i'll say uh but yeah. no. <laughs> What's the other show to compare it to? I don't even know. Um, but uh, yeah, JP, no, I think JP's uh, been good. But he, there's a lot of uh, random JP gags, I think, in this bunch, too. Like, he's well, obs- obsessed with monster trucks in the musical episode. That's very funny. But uh, it's a lot of random stuff. Yeah, my assessment is that JP, it, they they figured out that he's best used as, like, side, side character, like, as secondary gags. Like, he doesn't really get episodes focused on him, but he always interjects at the right time. Kelsey gets a lot of episodes dedicated to her, but, like, she's extra, so, like, it works for her. Uh now, Craig, I, I I think my my slight issue would be that like I I, I am getting a bit of main character fatigue <laughs> from Craig, and that like I don't feel like he's getting enough um, different characteristics to do. Like I don't, I don't know. Like there's there's one episode in this batch. At, was it the the bottle one? But like it just struck me like we're doing like. Craig being kind of a passive aggressively mad again thing like that feels like a thing that keeps coming up in this show and I'm like starting to get a little a little tired of it so like I I wish Craig had a bit more of expansive character traits to to look into but like that it's still not not enough to like you know he's still charming enough to like but especially when the episodes focus on the three of them like when it does that it's totally fine but like what i i do feel like ones that are craig focused are not as as strong generally but like i think on the whole 
the the character gang still holds up in spite of the fact that they haven't really changed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give Craig uh, something going on. Um, but uh, no, I, I mean, I generally agree. I haven't thought, I didn't think that very much from this uh, batch, but uh, Secret Episode probably would be that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll check in again on that when we get more Craig, Craig-centric episodes, probably. Um, okay, we, we talk. So, uh, it, it's not just me that the most notable trends from the last several episodes of Craig of the Creek is there's a lot of anime references. Yes. Uh, I I think it's not just anime. I think it's references in general. Like also like in, on my rewatch, I noticed that they reference Seinfeld for some reason in multiple episodes. They reference Sonic a lot in in, Sonic, in with, the, yeah. with the ferret character. So I don't think it's limited to anime. I think it's just like we're we're going real hard on referencing pop culture that would be relevant. I mean, I would say relevant to kids, but like what kids are watching Seinfeld? That's like especially an adult joke. Pop culture. <laughs> relevant to people born in the mid to late 80s and mid 90s and early yeah, 90s I'd yeah say. so I, I guess relevant to the writers i mean I, i'm sure kids of the day like uh, kids today are still watching dragon ball z and, and one piece of whatnot but the point is like that that's like <laughs> do they know a little dated with your anime are. I right. mean, but, 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 but I, I guess my point would be like that's that feels like the part where like the writers are really like letting letting go like this is where we're putting our stamp on it like this is how we're how we're like making uh making our fun uh, spice to this um i would say that it's funny but at the same time like i i'm i'm beginning uh, i'm i'm beginning fatigue in terms of like relying on that too much like i, I feel like there are other shows where like you're, you're always very critical of too many references yeah 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 like uh, I, I think like solar opposites was the most recent one where like yeah, it felt yeah, yeah, like yeah. just like throwing it in like that's the joke the fact that we're showing it in this universe at all like that's just the joke and like it, it, it works to an extent but um but yeah well, I, I think in this batch most of the references work fine i can do without the sonic stuff like i, I don't i don't particularly okay, care but uh <laughs> but yeah so like the the we're, we're, we're on the line there with regards to, like, how much I can handle anymore. Yeah, uh, good good points with Seinfeld and Sonic. I definitely don't agree that it's mostly general references, because I'm going to go over all the evidence of all the anime references they made. Oh, it's uh, like, definitely I'm sure there's, like, specifically a, anime. Right, I'm sure the there's a specific person who's, like, really into um, Evangelion, and they decided to, like, stake that reference in that particular episode. Like, you know. No, like, the crew is clearly, as a whole, very into anime. This is across yeah, the board. Yeah. <laughs> across the... This, <laughs> And I know so OKKO OK was like uh, was was very anime, right? Like OK has a lot of anime stuff going on. Yeah, but like because they weren't like referencing the names of the animes; yeah, they yeah, were just yeah, doing yeah. things. Did so anyone like, say Segoy in OKKO? OK I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Nobody said Nani. Yeah. <laughs> no one said Nani in OKKO. OK I'm pretty sure not. But, yeah, uh, I you could might, be mistaken. Yeah, if you can't, I actually do love it. Uh, it's, it's opposite to my tone, but uh, I just. <laughs> I love it, but I we need to talk about it. You know, like, um, well, since when is this show an anime? Like, well, it, it feels like all of a sudden, you know, we made anime references before. Of course we have. But uh, this is, uh, like, four or five episodes uh, in the last 15 where we have uh, significant anime references. Dylan, um, it's always been an anime. Yeah. You, this show's been anime from the start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. give me proof of that. I want to hear Dylan, it. Dylan, I... I, I 
I implore you to look at any children's show at a major network right now that is not like all these people grew up around the same decade. They all watched like the same animes. And so you're gonna see it crop up everywhere now because they're finally old yeah, enough but to be working that? on is, their you said own this show. show is always, is, so is every show well, an anime? Well, 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 yes. Okay, every show is this, an anime. This show specifically, the 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 elders have been around since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They all they always That's their anime. anime. The elders and um and, and, have and always the, kind of been the the the, the, the they're 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 a cha- anime channeling entities, right? Um, so like, although they've the, gone a lot more into D and I think with the elders in the past. Um, okay, so let's I go. I think it's over. a healthy mix of both D and D and anime. Yeah, used for to the be elders a lot more. Used to be a lot more D and D. Let's go through all the references. Uh, so we had trading day. Uh, this is uh, we got the two the two piece the lifeguard manga, uh, which is what Yakusis is. Something favorite lifeguard manga. Um, she says normies. I don't think that's an anime term, but she does say normies. Uh, we have the yuzu knacknacks. Yuzu is the weebest flavor, and the knacknacks are the Kit Kats. Special Kit Kats going on. Uh, Mark copied her OC and just added cat features to it. Uh, that was maybe mm-hmm. my favorite of ever all of them. I really like that Mark copied this child's OC and made it a cat girl. <laughs> like, does not speak highly of Mark. Uh, and we got the two-piece blind box, and that's a significant plot point, is that uh, it's a blind box, and that helps them convince uh, Eustace or something, that whatever they're selling, doing what, trading the these weird bee ears or something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Do kids know what blind boxes are? Is that a thing? Yes. Like, get them from Hot Topic. I don't know if that's the kid. The... They're also a target in Walmart now. Like, they're, they're, yeah, like, they're, they're pretty You buying a lot of... Blind boxes from Target and Walmart. What 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 blind box? Are they like uh, Teen Titans Go blind boxes? Yeah, yeah. like um... I don't think that. I assume there's not, but uh, that would be funny. Uh, and at the end, it's uh, Mark gets the the yuzu knacknack. He said, "I saved anime night." Um, so there you go. Not surprising the elders have the anime night. Okay, next episode. Maybe it was just the one-two punch of Into Crisis and Elder Rock. Maybe that's why what uh, made it so notable. But uh, we got My Hoagie Academia. That was a big oh thing. Oh my god! <laughs> that's where the, I love the it sho- so much. That's where the shovels from. I think is is it from or is it from? No, a different it's show? from a completely different. Oh, anime. it's from the shovel focused anime. Yeah, it's a shovel focused mm-hmm. anime. Yeah, Mark's because it's Moe, you fool. So we got the so Moe good. line in there. That was the line, Dylan, that made me think of you the most. As like, because oh, Moe, it's yes, Moe, no. it's Moe, it, you fool. It, yeah, yeah. See, you could be Mark. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that, but I could, they, you know, it is me, kind of, a parody of yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, uh, that's how I should watch the show, that I just watch it as if it's a parody of you. That's okay, good, that's by good the strategy. way, the Koshiki orb is not anime. Koshiki was just a really popular thing that they advertised along with, like, like the zoo books and stuff in the nineties. Yeah, with just, the elders, yeah. they make a lot of like weird old toy references, right? Like, that's yeah, a, but that's not yeah. an anime thing. That's just a nineties kid. Thing. Yeah, how about the? Sh- we we talked about the shovel though. Mark oh makes out with the the shovel. That's the old a shrine thing. to it. It's so yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's a way of putting it. Yeah. The soul it's... of a girl is trapped in that shovel, and that's is the that. Is, did they say that? Is that what yes, the plot of the show was? That's the okay. plot because like. One of the kids was saying, like, like, I don't understand why you care about this shuffle. And he was, and Mark was like, you don't understand. Like, she's not the shuffle. She's, like, trapped in the shuffle. But, like, her soul energy. <laughs> would you watch the shuffle, shuffle anime, Michelle? Oh, absolutely. That sounds so crazy. Are you kidding me? 
Like, I can't believe it doesn't already exist. You know how much anime is out there? Like, with wacky... You definitely, like, uh, criticize it a lot. You're very critical of it. Oh, I would love to see the show. (laughs) It's like the equivalent of, like, if you, like, extend it out, Lapis being trapped in the mirror to, like... Yeah! Lapis just stays in the mirror the whole show? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think that checks out. Okay, so the shovel. Yeah, I think that might be the big one. Um, But then, uh, later on, we get to Time Capsule. Um... And Kelsey says Nani. Um, <laughs> there you go. The anime and, meme. And it was just some random kid doing a Naruto run at her. <laughs> Naruto running. Okay, there you go. That's another big one. And then we have ba- uh, Bobby goes full Super Saiyan. Uh, big uh, fake episode for Bobby. <laughs> big t- Alex, as the number one Bobby stand, you must have loved <laughs> this episode. Yeah, Bobby finally got a job. He was being a security <laughs> guard. And he was he was <laughs> good at it. Yeah. Time Capsule is so weird. It starts off as a very, like, a very typical kids show episode with, like, a very standard kind of, like, oh, Craig, like, he doesn't want to make any new matter. Like, you could say, and then it just turns into, like, we have to trick Bobby. We have to go into the future and build this labyrinth. Yeah, like, to get that, Bobby that, that, off. that second half of the episode. <laughs> right? It's great. And then we, Bobby goes, uh, super set. He goes, uh, big time Bobby Blue. And he, <laughs> yes! uh, oh my like, I don't know what, I don't know what the- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This, this show, this, it's, uh, these episodes have gone hard into uh, what they're doing, and um, yeah, big time Bobby Blue. It's a big Bobby highlight. Uh, I, I at first I was like, I, I, I wasn't buying the Bobby hype. I think Alex has been on board right away, <laughs> and I wasn't really buying the Bobby hype. But now they keep playing, bringing him back, and they keep doing stuff. So I think I'm on board now as Bobby. Yeah. Not sure, but you're like, well, well they're not going to get I was about to say, I might be on board with them being, like, one of the most prominent secondary characters in the show. Like, I think he's kind of at that point. They really keep bringing him back. I didn't care about prominence. He's just one of the most fun. <laughs> he's definitely fun, yeah. Um, but, to, like, the, the the biggest. I mean, he's big-time Bobby, so. Yeah, he's big-time <laughs> so, Bobby. He's not yeah. just big Bobby. Yeah. Okay. Then we got, as a reference, we got the Jinxing. Kind of has, um, you could call the anime style type of uh, graphics with the Jinxing. Um, and then we got Sigoy uh, from Eustace in there. So. I forgot about Sigoy. What is Sigoy? Uh, I'm Sigoy not, means I'm, cool. Oh, okay. I'm not enough of a weeb to know that one. Not cool. It's not a weeb. You know Nani, but you don't know Sigoy? No. Okay. I guess that's the scale. When are they going to say Dajobu in? Craig? Oh, my God. When's that happening? <laughs> That's the next step, I think. Don't you summoned it? Now it's gonna have to happen. That's the natural progression of this weebiness, you know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and then at the end of Jinxoning, there's the Homer gif with uh, Paloma uh, going into the hedge. Memes is also a pop culture thing they they do. They also because there's also that uh, that one with the with the with the 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 tea the tea time kids and and they did that meme with Craig of the of the face like whoa. Like you know, I, I I don't know I don't know how to describe memes, but they already did, but they've done memes before too. So like, what do you think of Paloma? Another... What do you think of Paloma as the like this villain, this like final boss? Because she just straight takes up a straight supervillain role in the episode. Um, I I was uh, pretty charmed by it because yeah. it's very a- very atypical for Craig to uh, like have a supervillain in there. 
And honestly, you I remember going back to early episodes and she is like in the background. Oh, she's she's a background character. Yes, she is, which adds like to the credence of like her friend moved away like a year ago or whenever. It's been like months and months and no one has tried to. (laughs) It's a pretty high level concept. We we have this background character we never did anything with. Let's like satirize that and make a plot line. Yeah, like it's great. It pays off really well. Oh, and so that's why at the end she's like, I'll just fade back into the background. <laughs> we'll see if she comes back. Paloma. Um there's more Tomon there. Yeah, that's just oh the, God, the, the, the Tomon is the one you'd go to Jinx first. I appreciated that. Um and <laughs> I did appreciate jinxing, doing covering jinxing. That's definitely a big kid thing from at least from when that's kid. Definitely a lot of jinxing going on. Um, I don't know. Was there any other like? Uh, I mean, time capsules like that was a thing that did as a kid. Um, nostalgia type stuff like we we talk about that a lot. Um, I don't know. Other than that, though, what I would say from heavy nostalgia things from this group. Uh, have you guys ever broken a, a wall of your neighbor before? With a oh, PVC sword? No. Yeah, oh, that was that oh, episode. Okay. Oh, I really liked um that is that's the Kelsey the worthy. I really liked the yeah. uh, the the store the the store lady remembering Kelsey. That was yeah, that's that's so that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's a the, 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 yeah, Kelsey's dad very is fixing the uh, Craig's family's wall. Yeah. I'm trying to remember these early ones, but um, yeah, he went way it. early in the morning though. Like, how does he not understand? That's kind of like, that's a dad thing. Rule. But yeah. he like he like basically broke in. Like, I would be outraged too. It's at like fair. five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, my goodness, sir, you brought your power tools during like a school week. <laughs> during a school week? Yeah, kids need to sleep. Yeah. 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 When are we ever gonna okay. get a school episode? <laughs> No, it's the summer. That's oh, I no, okay. Yeah. They said here's the so Craig takes place in an infinite summer. So they yes. said uh <laughs> one of yeah. the science kids in the I think in the rapids, but Ren's like, oh, the other one, like uh that you you go to space camp, like so you like referenced him going to go to space camp. That like really threw me as like, what's the timeline? There's enough time for space camp left in the summer. Like uh, what? Like I and then he started thinking about how long it's been the summer in Craig, and uh, so we really cannot reference time. It's it's a uh, slippery slope when you, when you say anything at the anything that vaguely might take place in the summer in the future. Uh, well, I don't think we'll skip it's time. Not, I think it'll always not. be the same summer. Yeah, like, hang on, though. If it's infinite summer, then there's all the time in the world for space camp. So where's the confusion? You can <laughs> I mean, always infinite, go to space camp because there's always con- summer. That's my conclusion that it's infinite summer. But realistically, it's not going to be infinite summer. So that's what the, I, the, I arrived after trying to think about it. Oh, I <laughs> that, see. Uh... You arrived. Where the only thing makes sense is that it's infinite summer. <laughs> I mean, at some point they could do a, hey, it's, how was that school Winter. year? We're back at the creek again. Uh, it's a year later <laughs> after, you know, like we could do that, start a season that way. Hey, maybe the oh, 70s kids crazy. got lost in a time tunnel. <laughs> we'll maybe they're with Helen. Maybe that's where all the 70s kids got I was going to say, the one character, <laughs> the one connected. character we haven't brought back is Helen. That's, so. I don't think she's the only one, but she's definitely the one we want to see the most. It's it's yeah. purposeful because they're like, we did that. It was amazing. We're not going to follow up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're gonna lose patience at some point. They'll bring Helen. I'm pretty sure. Helen is the green pod show, you guys. 
season how long three. Was the- yeah, Helen was the original Green Poncho, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, con- in conclusion, I think they're going to go keep going hard in the anime. And at some point, this show will just be consumed by the anime and it will fully be an anime. And <laughs> it'll start airing in Japan. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that's kind of where I think is, is happening. I, I, I actually believe that, like, an a- anime style full episode isn't. Oh, the they're day. 100% doing that. That's almost what Jinxoning was. Like, they're definitely doing that. And it's going to be both the best and worst thing ever. Like that's that's my prediction. <laughs> Dylan, I'm I'm concerned you're confusing just beautiful animation sequence with anime period, and I don't think. No, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Jinxoning is not fully anime well. style. I agree with that. I I think like the uh, there's like some side by side shots you could call it. It's it's a little fine line I think between kind of like fantasy or like uh, action type genre versus like fully like anime reference. I think Jinxoning was partly partly just generally they went hard in the the animation. Yeah. Yeah. The way they went really hard for the musical, That's what like they, uh, half uh, that animation was just so gorgeous. Yeah, but I wouldn't okay, say it's like back to, anime; it's just really pretty. That's what I'm saying. Jinx Jinxing is the first step towards the full yes. episode. That's what I'm saying. Oh boy. Uh, okay, the the musical. No, we haven't talked uh, w- w- nearly enough about uh, the musical episode. How does this compare to uh, Mr. Greg? Mr. Greg is better. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're these full musical episodes. You're within talking a show that about normally... like the episode that was like the ultimate climax of Pearl's gay strife and anguish with like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Craig having a good time inside imagining <laughs> fun things. Like that's not comparable. I don't think we should try. Uh, well, I'll, I'll compare them. So I'll try. So <laughs> no, uh, I'll say something that's that's good for both of them. So uh, Mr. Greg, obviously, there's nothing that can be right, Michelle. There's nothing that compares to the it's over, isn't it? Like uh, high, high, highlight. But I, I would say Craig of the Creek is a, the, the in, in the key of the key of the creek. I think it's a it's an attempt to make a more consistent musical style episode. Mr. Greg was very much will do these different genre of, of songs. And they, they, a lot of them, you, a, a criticism you could make is that they didn't necessarily go smoothly into each other. I think uh, the music flows Hard very well in this episode. It's very consistent. I think this episode's more consistent with its songs uh, throughout and like what it's trying to do. I think that a musical is very valid in wanting to do different kinds of songs, and that should never be a criticism of a musical. But you know, that's just. I think you can do yeah, yeah. Uh, the types of music, and I yeah. do appreciate that. And as a whole, I think I honestly probably. And this this, this episode tries to do uh, different types too, though. I think. Um, you oh know, no! It totally our, does. Yeah, we get our hard rock Kelsey song. Um, we get. You know, uh, we get uh, creepy soup song. That one was yeah. Good. The that's what I was gonna say. We get Karen singing in the, the sewer song, which <laughs> is great. One, that one's my um, favorite. Uh, I, I like JP slash I guess Craig J- sings JP, the, the the monster truck and then it flies. I really liked that song. I just thought it was a really good song. Uh, that's honestly the one I've listened to the most. Is the yeah right? JP. It's so yeah. good. Okay. Uh, the first and last ones I feel like are the obvious uh, highlights. The I wish I were at the creek and the creek is everywhere. Um, and uh, the, and uh, oh, and then there's a Ren singing song too. I really like that one. Oh yeah, my God. I, she, to... She's just going so off the rails and it's just so good. It's so good. She's so taken away by science. It's a very entrapta kind of mood, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. What's the Ren entrapta comparison? 
they're the same and they're both great and just let what's, give them a million the, dollars and see what they what's know. the sewer queen glimmer comparison i know i was thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> well between this and kipa it's a big month for karen fukuhara singing i know right yes yes I, and i'm bitter she didn't sing in shiro yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 <laughs> she that was we would have had the trifecta um maybe in the movie like hold, hold your breath you never know uh, yeah, that. Yeah, are are, are we doing a hashtag Shira movie podcast? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Craig movie. Get it trending. Craig, Craig movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Do you, I mean, are we still tweeting Shira movie? Probably not. I don't I'm think we're sure. Still. Why not? It's only been I mean, a couple. The, the, of the fandom is so rabid. They'll probably do it again like next week they'll or probably, something. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. I think the point is to get it trending. So I don't think treating it consistently throughout the week helps. But uh, maybe. Uh. Yeah, I, I love in the key of the creek. Want to rewatch it again? I think it's. Uh, I think it's, I do think it's a special Craig episode. Will they do another musical episode? I feel like yes. I feel like musicals Probably. are something that's fun to do, and it's like an exciting kind of challenge. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, they. You, well, they Steve, really- Steven never. I mean, other than the movie, kind of counts. We never really did a second uh, Mr. Greg, right? But they also have like so many songs, so they, it was like a musical. Steve, spread Steven out is over, more of yeah, yeah. Craig, Craig doesn't have as many songs. Even yeah. the Dispatch had a few. Yeah, so they'll That's condense the it into another musical. I think so it's more that- surprising that Craig had a musical episode. Steven, it's like, of course, Steven's always kind of a musical, a full musical episode. Sure, this this is is this is in the Key of the Creek made because of Steven? Like, or is would they have arrived at this independently? I, I think you arrived at this independently. You got Jeff Rosenstock. You've got Jeff Rosenstock in your in your right. catalog. I mean, that's the thing you, is you, you have an extremely them. prominent composer, oh, yeah. Also, I would say like you I mean you you brought up Mr. Greg. Like the the thing is that it's harder to do a musical to fit in with an existing storyline, so that's what makes Mr. Greg all the more impressive. Whereas like a musical for something like Craig of the Creek where it's episodic, like you can fit that anywhere and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really change much. So like it makes it easier for a show like Craig of the Creek if they wanted to do a second one. It's easier for them to do it than for a show that has like a full-on five-season storyline. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Mr. Craig wasn't uh, the most naturally fit into the plot of the show. It was very natural, Dylan. <laughs> Greg wins a bunch of money. Follow-up musical yeah, it's, it's like smack, <laughs> smack dab in the middle of that perfect season three, man. Like, Look, go, I can't insult Steven Universe. Alex will get so upset. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Okay, so uh, we'll see how long that I miss lasts. Steven we'll Universe, see. you guys. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's great too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Craig's Craig also great. Too. That's the point here. But yeah, so don't compare it to a totally different show, okay? <laughs> of course, that's the natural talking point. No, it's guys. not. <laughs> it's the natural. It's uh, come on. It's the you know if if we're doing the talking heads, it's the natural talking point for the comparison. Okay, I wanted to follow up last week on a uh, totally not. Uh, contrived discuss, uh, discussion we had about Craig of the Creek's earnestness, um, like actual good discussion we had, um, because uh, for, I think for the most part, uh, it show this batch still. I don't know if it showcases earnestness quite as much, but like still a lot of like episodes that play into that. I did want to highlight uh, Mortimer to the rescue because I think yes. last week I was like Craig doesn't do the type of ending where. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, something like kind of like bad, but funny happens. And then it's not resolved. And it's like, oh, ha, ha. it's like playing. It's like a subversion of the former moralistic ending. The cartoon said, but more than the rescue did do that ending. So I thought that was interesting that uh, the show still can be a little bit more of a typical modern cartoon, even if it's 
for a lot for the most part um doesn't play into a lot of those things and they're the the elders i think are just trapped in the uh in a hole or something at the end of that episode which is like uh perfect, perfect oh, that, that was jason's crew they were trapped yeah, in the yeah. hole the uh yeah the rangers yeah boris was yeah. very hungry i hope he got to eat something besides those berries He's a big I'm boy. A big Bo- I, it's not, it's not related. I'm a big Boris fan. I think we need. Yeah, more. I Boris like Boris Boris. too. I, like, yeah. I, my love for Boris kind of came out of nowhere, but <laughs> during the flashlight tag, like he really grew yeah, on me. Really I, on I, episode, I I love yeah. Boris now. Okay, more Bo- Boris centric episode coming up. Is well, Boris well, the like Boris. Rolf of this show? It's just what I wonder. He has some Rolf energy about him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's r- wrap things up here. Anything you didn't know, <laughs> Michelle? Michelle, what are your highlights from anything else in these fifteen episodes? Okay, so in Ferret Quest, the thing that killed me the most is when they were doing the sock puppets, and oh, JP yeah, yeah. and JP was just like. Hmm, it's not working. Oh, we need to do like two, like sock puppet, like one of each, like boy and girl. You're like, oh, it's still not working. He's like, I know what the problem is. Like, you see the sock puppet, it's like, we're representing two ferrets, but really, yeah. we're representing <laughs> ferrets. It's maybe like four, and they're all like kind of androgynous, and it's just like the most like cute but amazingly good thing ever. And I love that JP did it. It's so good. And, and the goofy voice just sold it. Love the inclusive sock puppets. Oh, yeah. It was it was so good. <laughs> the B plot is great. The A plot has a lot of texting and emojis in it. Um, it has... Uh, the, I thought you'd like Kelsey. that. Like, when Kelsey would be like, Craig, and you type back, Kelsey. I'm like, Dylan yeah, double- I loved it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I instantly made emojis for our Discord from that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, my because, God. Uh, the, and then the A plot you got. Oh, and we also had uh, Stax and Older Nessa were bonding, and they were talking in Spanish at some point, too. Yeah, uh-huh. big, 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 big mood right there when you don't want people to know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Switch to Spanish. Rip Kelsey. Oh, poor Kelsey. Um, and that reminded me that that uh, Stax is Latina, which I forgot from that was established in one episode. I didn't know Wilder Nesso. Is that new information? I don't think, I don't think we knew that. I think we knew her voice actress was. Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I don't remember if that was broached before. So that's good. Yeah. Um, the Stax puts animals in a circle and read books to them. Wilder Nessa made them fight. I'm yes, I, I included the translation for you in the outline. Thank you. Oh, that's the welcome. translation of the... <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Oh! I was like, the, where'd this come from? Oh, thank you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're, they're talking about Wilder Nessa's Osito, and so like they just switched to talking <laughs> about their, their stuffed animals, and oh. Kelsey fell left down. Would Kelsey, does Kelsey have stuffed... I feel like she's a stuffed animal at... Uh, does she in her room... Uh, I don't know. She doesn't seem like a stuffed animal kind. Of, she's got Mortimer, so it's like I Mortimer don't know. is kind of a stuffed animal. Yeah, she's a real animal. She's a real Kelsey stuffed should animal. have a giant parakeet stuffed animal. Um, <laughs> that would be someone. Not, they should get her a gift of that. Not everyone is into the plushes, Dylan. I, you know, I just I want everyone to experience the joy of it like I do. So <laughs> give they Kelsey mailed them one of your EVs, one to each child in need. Dylan. No, definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelsey, uh, the, the t- we talk about the text again. Yeah, then Kelsey and Stacks are they hug at the end, reconciled. Yeah, what are we shipping more, Kelsey Stacks or Kelsey Wildernessa or Stacks Wildernessa? I, I'm Kelsey still. Nessa. I'm I'm on the Kelsey Stacks train. I could I could see oh, any, I could see any ship. Where, 
I, I, I can see any ship working out. I could totally see Kelsey Wilderness shaking out. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a, a, a stronger mutual respect between Kelsey and Stacks. Wilderness is still not there yet with the respecting of Kelsey. In, Kelsey, the, fu- in, Kelsey. The, future, in the future, it could happen. Right now, it's not there. Mm, not yet. Kelsey, Kelsey and Stacks have like a more... They've, they've, I feel like they have more of like a current friendship, whereas Kelsey has a crush on Wilderness. So right. Know, it's right. Like more of a distant exactly. thing. But that's what makes it more appealing to me. So, like, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, the Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey stacks are more of an established bond to work from. So it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe stacks and wilderness are bonding off screen now, though. Wildernessa has a crush on nature. Yes. I think you mean Um, on animals. But, well, I guess nature's actually safer. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I, I guess we'll, br- we'll briefly bring up Wilderness when we get to Mononoke and our Ghibli Rewatch series in terms of references from Mononoke. Like two months from now. Yeah, two months from now. It's going to work for like five people listening to that <laughs> We'll bring up all, yeah. Well, hey, everyone listens to Craig, okay? Big crossover audience. So we, since this is the anime show, those are anime movies, you know. Yeah. There you go. Audience, yeah. <laughs> what else, Michelle, from the episodes? Oh, I no, uh, there's a thing, but I'm like ashamed of it, and I don't think I can no, talk say it. about it. Please vaguely tell us what you're referring no. to. No, this is a supportive podcast now. What could you be ashamed of? Just tell us the episode you're referring to and like what happened. It's there. from Secret in a Bottle. Oh, have oh, you so put Secrets in a Bottle? No, no, oh. it's not that. What, what um, did, did you? One of their secrets revealed apply to you? Is no. that what happened? No. <laughs> Did it remind right, you of I'm something? Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try to explain. You can't. You can't judge me too okay, much. Okay. Okay. So when I was watching this episode like a while back, I was like shook by how like. Okay, so the secret kid has a really amazing voice, and I was uh-huh. like shocked by how into it I was, and then I felt really bad. So I'm like, no, but it's like a kid character. So then I had to, like, look up the voice actor and stalk him to make sure he was old enough that it was okay to crush on his voice. And thank goodness he is, but that's my dark secret. I think his voice is really great. (laughs) I I actually relate to this. Yeah, like, it's so, it's, like, it it happens. happens. and kind of mysterious, and it's just like, oh, my God, it's, like, the best voice I've ever heard in my life. Who is this kid, like, out of nowhere, this bottle secret kid? But I really fell for it. Uh, It's uh, Cola Scola. I've got his IMDb up. The only thing I recognize is that he's also the the nephew of the baker guy on Tuca and Birdie, which is not ideal, but. um. (laughs) That's not ideal. He's being on Craig. As this character, for sure. Cola Cola banned on Twitter right now. <laughs> what's, like, wow. what's that? <laughs> That's a twist. I don't know what we, I don't know what you did, but uh, no, I think the the secret the secret kid is definitely like, what is this kid? Like, what's this I know. kid's voice? Like, what is this kid's demeanor? Like, just drink soda uh, and put secrets inside him. That's why it was amazing, though. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 like uh, he's like. Uh, Alluring for the kids to give their secrets to, I guess. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know exactly what they're Ooh, going for. But, alluring. Yeah. It's great. Like, what a power. Uh, he's also an actor on that Amy Sedaris at home show. Dylan, did you say you watched that or you were gonna? Uh, uh, I don't know. Don't, okay. I don't know, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we know what Call of Skull is banned for Twitter from. I don't know if, uh, if <laughs> we should be referenced. <laughs> Um, 
Okay. Eh, we'll look at that later. That. We're not talking about that. I was saying it. We're not talking about that. Uh, what, what else? Uh, Michelle, anything? Yeah, Secret. It's, I, I love Secret in a Bottle. It's a crazy episode. It's he also does like also a, save that girl's like butt when she like admits. Yeah, the, the, we got the return like, of the fourth her squirrel. Yeah. yeah, he saves her, which was like nice of him. He's like, yeah, I think they're I they they're what did he say like their toenails or their feet or something, which is like true. Yeah, that is like really weird about horses. I think horses <laughs> kind of weird, so I get it, girl. Horse start for everyone. You get it, girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, anything on your mind from the episodes? Um, only thing is that, uh, the, 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 the one with the, with, with Bobby, um, the, the time castle one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the first half of the episode, it's not, it's not great, but like, I do sympathize with the idea of like being kind of freaked out that you don't remember anything from your childhood, because I feel like I don't have any memories before I'm like 10 years old, really. Like I, I, I yeah, I think it was no, a good thing that they were hitting on, yeah. Yeah, like it's just it's it's a it's a thing that's like yeah, that's true. I don't like know anything that happened to me when I was a kid, and that's like kind of freaky. So I got I I I, I respect. Uh, I I probably would have gone Craig's whole like I'm just gonna stare at the wall now reaction <laughs> if like that revelation suddenly came upon me. So uh, yeah, I I, 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 I felt that. Um, I love I, I Craig's little shoes, his dancing shoes from when he was a bait. <laughs> the fact that he like ruined Bernard, like poor little awkward Bernard as a child trying to sing a song. And then Craig just appears dancing because that's just what he did as a kid. I just love it. Um, yeah, that, that was good. I, I, I feel like do kids have the memory loss thing? Like, I, I also don't remember much from before I was like 10. I agree. I, I feel like I have a perception of kids do remember stuff, but um, I don't know what the how that works with the ages. Um, I think Colosco is like parodying Mayor de Blasio. I think that's what got banned for. Ah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, uh, I don't have the full story, so I I uh, just I disavow if it's yeah, not if it's d- not good. D- but it's, post in chat. Let's figure this out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I think we hit on most things. Uh, I mean, there's there's just a lot of episodes. The just Jessica Shorts episode. I loved all the shorts. Um, loved the return of Little Chris. And, and Little Chris. <laughs> oh, he's so scary. I'm glad she didn't get bubble gummed because he was like ready to blow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could I could I could do a Jessica Shorts uh episode every season. I could do that. That could be the She's uh, so the, good. The, Gra- the Grables uh in Venture Time, right? Like they did they did it a few times. Well or just um, like a Craig's family shorts. Like imagine like a shorts episode about Bernard's life, you know? Like that'd be kind of fun. I, Bernard I miss uh, Bernard. Michelle I assume Michelle has the take that Bernard hasn't appeared. Bernard, I know. I mean he... I like seeing him in the episode where he teaches Jessica power punchers and that the yeah, is was... like, yeah, Craig, like this is what happens when you learn from the best. 
which is so good. I I love Bernard. I do think we have been cheated out of not seeing enough of him. But again, like if we're mostly following Craig and Craig doesn't really like his older brother, it makes sense they wouldn't like interact more than they had to for like a family reason. So I get it. But like Bernard is a treasure. He's the true Jamak of the show slash Squidward. <laughs> the, the best He's character. The squid, definitely the Squidward. I love I love Bernard. <laughs> He's my favorite. Jessica's my second favorite, and then like five characters are like in third place but bernard is the number one for sure i feel like last year there's like a heavy amount of bernard and we had like a push for bernard's the best supporting character on the show i feel like there's just not been a lot of bernard so far this year no 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 appearance of his girlfriend at all which is surprising we need more karen we need alexa singing yeah oh let's say it's it's Glimmer's voice actress also does Alexis. Alexis. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that, okay. um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was like, what so, are you talking about? Karen could be a character. Isn't, yeah. Isn't it weird that she does Sewer Queen and Alexa? Or maybe that's like normal. Maybe a bunch of people Alexis. do five voices in the show. Who knows? That's called the Young Justice, but uh, I don't think I don't think they do. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of that type of crossover here, but um, yeah, we 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 we're due for a big Bernard episode or episodes. I definitely I definitely think so. Okay, that's it. Oh, oh and a fi- final no. thought: a new gr- <laughs> old green poncho, purple hair, big glasses. Uh, reminded reminded me of the teacher from OKKO, uh, and I, I'm I'm very interested to see her full character her. design. I'm really into it. Alex, I thought right. you were going to say she reminded you of a weave because that was like <laughs> a weave energy also. Slash well, like a I mean, queer energy. Never... It could be multiple things. Yeah, it's just, it's energy. And I yeah, want You I want can more. just assume everyone on the show is a weave at this point. So just, just jot that, to, like uh, pencil that in. I, I'm not sure JP is a weave. No, JP. He's on his way. I think anime might fly over JP's head, like in a good way. Like, oh, oh, JP had a uh, podcast advertising gag. Yes, yeah. So, what did he call it? It wasn't Squarespace, but it was like the big city Squarespace. Yeah, website (laughs) baker. Like, oh, so good. Also, we haven't said anything about Maya, and she's still amazing. And young Maya in the flashback was so great, and she didn't make the team because she has too much energy, I guess, or she she's too aggressive. But like, girl. You'll find your. Don't worry. Like once you you stop being the king's lackey, you'll find a place. And I I don't know. I yeah. love Maya so much. And little young Maya was also great. And Omar's uh, booger uh, um, impressions was very solid. He's a goofy kid. We don't get any of that from like where he currently is. He's so yeah. serious now. But like, it's nice to know he read like silly comic books and put things up his nose to make fun of the coach. That's so cute. The loss of innocence. I know the loss of his innocence. <laughs> Maya coup episode after her Maya Pancho props her up because of their previous connection and Craig helps and, and there's a coup of the king. That's where we're going. I do love that the so the prince's older sister was the king. I like I yeah. love everyone just referred to her as a king because king can be a title, it doesn't have to be a gender based thing. So I, I just I, guess, I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, she's the king. No one questions it. It's just there. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a twist that there was previous kings. I think I don't know if people are. I don't know. I don't know if people theorize that. Um, interested to see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see in the season three premiere. Maybe I think it's about a like a dodgeball game or something, four square game. So 
Um, I don't know if we'll see that much, but it'll Where's probably that? turn into big plots. It's just, we just know it's a tournament, right? Like, what is that? that, yeah, that we don't card? know if it's Foursquare. What if it's a card? Making, am I making that up? Okay, yeah, we're we going to bring out the beasts it's again. Are we going to do that? Bernard will come back to, to save it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a tournament. You're right. It is just a tournament. So we'll see. I think it's a com- probably a combat tournament. Why would you say that? Get Kelsey in there. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess it's Craig and his friends, so it's probably something not bad. Okay, we'll find out. It's not. It's airing in like five days, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let us know what you thought of these Craig episodes. Overlyanimated.com, YouTube.com, slash Overlyanimated for everything uh, that we're talking about. I'm sorry if I was coming in too hot on this podcast. I know I was coming in hot on some of these takes, so <laughs> that was... <laughs> I love the weeb stuff. I was be, trying to be funny. We'll see if it landed. Um, <laughs> uh, Discord, uh, we have a Craig channel there, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially a patron of the podcast, Zierf. And thanks to our Star patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, Needle, and Phonition. Um don't ex- even though season three is starting soon for Craig, we'll be back at some point in the future. We can't do it super regularly. We got other stuff going on, including a Ghibli rewatch series. So we'll be back probably once they go a little bit ways into season three for Craig. Um, exciting. We're going straight into the next season after Craig wasn't airing a lot. Um, so summer, I guess, is Craig time. Infinite summer, infinite Craig. Yes, infinite Yay. Craig, infinite summer. Infinite Michelle making promos for Craig. <laughs> I mean, so. I would love that. I would, it, it's oh, a, it's a nice one to work with. Yay. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, so we'll see. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time, whenever, for Craig. Bye. Bye. Bye.